Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our Tuesday broadcast from our second week of Easter here on Real Presence Live. We are uh, Dominic King and Chris Euler here. Hi, Dominic. Hello, morning. How, How are you? Doing? How are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It is a beautiful day from uh, Aberdeen. A little chilly. No wind. Thank. Yeah. Thankfully. I. Uh, yeah. It's. 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 Dare I say I'm blown away <laughs> by the lack of wind. Uh, I will fun. keep my dad jokes to myself. <laughs> keep them coming. Yes. We got a great show today. Uh, we are excited to uh, welcome a great host of guests today uh, to talk about all things Catholic, right? We're talking about uh, the intellectual life, the formation of the mind and the heart, to a great community gathering, uh, to just a little bit of fun between Dominic and I. are going to see where we're at, and then we're going to wrap up, actually, with talking about how the Lord can heal us. So we've got a great show today, a uh, great opportunity to dive into some of the great things going on in our region. But today we are starting off uh, with something that I know is close to my heart and close to Dominic's heart as well. Uh, we have on the line two professors from the University of Mary, uh, both Dominic and I and our wives, alma mater. So there are marauders in abundance here. Uh, and we are going to talk today about the wonderful Catholic Studies program at the University of Mary. So today we are on with Dr. Donald Bungham and Dr. Ann Brodeur. Good morning, Dr. Bungham and Dr. Brodeur. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we are. I'm so glad that you guys are on today. I'm so excited. Um, we are. It is such a blessing to have University of Mary in our region, uh, in particular you guys there to really kind of help lead the charge. And so, uh, before we dive into like what Catholic Studies is and what the program is, uh, can you guys tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and uh, your role at the university? Well, sure. Um, I guess I'll jump in first here. Um, you know, my name is Dr. Ann Brader. I'm a historian. I'm a medieval historian, actually, uh, and professor here at the university, both in history and in Catholic studies. Um, yeah, my, I grew uh, in love with history through my study at first at Franciscan University and then at Catholic University of America and Oxford University. And I love talking about how medieval history comes into contact with the tradition in both my history and my Catholic studies classes. Awesome. Thank you. And Dr. Bungham, what about yourself? Yeah. <clears throat> so my name is Dr. Donald Bungham, and uh, I'm a, and a professor of philosophy and Catholic studies at the University of Mary. I'm also the chair of the philosophy program. And um, my background into philosophy and Catholic studies is a little... Um, circuitous, so I started out as actually as a chemistry major at the University of Chicago, and uh, through my wife, who was a philosopher, she was the one uh, taking the philosophy classes, and I just got hooked on the question of faith and reason, and I loved it, and, uh, and I found a way to um, head over to the University of Oxford to do a degree in science and religion, and then another degree in philosophical theology. And then from there, I decided that I wanted to continue on into philosophy. So I ended up at St. Louis University, where I studied 
uh, epistemology, which is the study of reason and the study of knowledge. And, um, and so I study uh, the questions of faith and reason and uh, in relation to science. And um, I love teaching those sorts of courses here at the University of Mary. Uh, and I teach both uh, at the undergraduate level, where I've done courses on um, miracles and happiness and truth. And then at the graduate level, where uh, I love teaching a uh, course that, uh, Christopher, you and I did on, uh, yes. on faith just this past semester. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You know, professors, what, what is it, you know, about Catholic studies, um, you know, what exactly is it? Um, and, uh, you know, why is it important to not only you, Mary, but just to, to the students? Well, Catholic studies is, is really unique. So, you know, oftentimes, you know, when people first hear about it, they're like, well, what is that? is that? Is that theology? Is it, is it philosophy? What, what is it? Um, and it, 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 it's kind of, um, we talk about it as an entrance into the tradition. Certainly, theology and philosophy are important. They provide the principles for us as we uh, really dive deeply into the literature, into the history, into the arts um, that have comprised the Catholic tradition um, and are just such a source of richness for us here in the Church. And so Catholic studies is an opportunity for us to to study that, but then we also want to incarnate it. We want to live it out. So we don't want the tradition to just be something that lives in our brains, we want it to be something that informs the way we live our lives. And so a lot of our classes are not just about forming our, our minds, but they're also about forming our hearts. And just so that, you know, once we leave the classroom and once we leave the university, we can share the richness of the tradition, we can share the richness of faith, we can really become those sorts of dynamic, transforming sort of vectors of Catholic culture in our communities, uh, and in our families. So that that's one of the things that we're aiming for here in the Catholic Studies program. Uh, I don't know, Donnie, do you want to add to that? Yeah, that's great. That's I mean, exactly the sorts of things that we do. Uh, maybe one word that I could add to it would be the, would, would be the word integration. That's a very important word for us mm-hmm. in the Catholic Studies program. Yeah. And you can see that um, both in our curriculum and then also in our extracurricular activities. So in the curriculum, uh, we say that Catholic Studies is kind of not another discipline. It's not like you can, uh, you know, theology studies revealed truth or the truth as known through revelation. Philosophy studies universal principles uh, according to natural reason. History has its own uh, subject, and um, literature has its own subject as well. Catholic studies is not another subject. It is rather the community of those who recognize that reality is so complex, that reality is so mysteriously deep, uh, created in God's image, that it takes all of these disciplines in order to understand any part of reality adequately. And so that's really where we see our students come alive when they recognize that, oh my gosh, the stuff that I'm studying with this professor is the same, but then also deepened by what I'm studying with, uh, with this other professor here. And so the disciplines interact, and then the faculty also interact. We have very close friendships uh, within our program, scholars of, of, of uh, different trainings, but nevertheless all of the same mindset. Uh, and so mm-hmm. through the um, curricular integration and then the personal integration with our uh, extracurricular activities, too, that's when we see uh, students and faculty really come alive. 
Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that too as I've gone through the program. I'm I'm only in my second semester and I've really been edified by uh, especially how the way like the faculty, you know, in class they speak about one another, their friendship with one another, coming from all different fields and their ability to really kind of dive deeper into each other's kind of uh, the mysteries that each other can bring in their own fields. And it's a beautiful gift. Um, and you mentioned that integration of knowledge, right? Uh, and the idea of uh, these coming together of these disciplines uh, is nothing new, right? But I, in recent years, Catholic studies has kind of developed um, and kind of maybe had a rediscovery. And so how did the field of Catholic studies come to be and uh, where, did it, where did it originate? So uh, one of the very important thinkers for Catholic studies is um, John Henry Newman. Uh, and so you're right, this idea of, of integration of the unity of knowledge is in, in many ways nothing new. Um, it's, it's been a really much, uh, very much a part of our tradition. Uh, John Henry Newman uh, just described it so be- beautifully when he talked about uh, the unity of knowledge and how, you know, as Donnie described it, all of these disciplines speak to one another and help to enrich our understanding of reality. Um, as, a, as a kind of movement, if you will, it, it was born um, at the University of St. Thomas. Uh, Dr. Don Briel um, was very formative for the establishment of the first Catholic Studies program. Uh, he finished his career here at the University of Mary uh, when he uh, helped to come establish Catholic Studies here at the University. Um, and, and his idea was that, you know, he wanted to help students really deeply understand um, reality as the, as the Church has traditionally held it forth, that it's something that you approach through this multiplicity of disciplines, uh, not just theology and philosophy. Uh, and so it was really his, his brainchild um, that, that gave kind of birth and life uh, to Catholic studies um, as a movement. Yeah, and then just something to add to that, um, when you take a look across the country at uh, Catholic Studies programs that have been founded, um, there, there are two broad patterns that you can see. So one pattern is that um, there's a university that's sort of ailing in its Catholic identity, and you don't see the, the principles of Catholic faith and of reason strongly influencing the day-to-day operations or the curriculum of the university. And so sometimes you'll see Catholic studies programs as an attempt to sort of reinvigorate and reintroduce Newman's idea of a university within a university. And so then what you get is this, this picture of a university within a university. And that can be a great situation uh, at a lot of places where, um, where the Catholic identity and Catholic, uh, the, the whole Catholic mind has not really been present for a long time, you can kind of uh, push restart, and that's been very helpful. At the University of Mary, that is absolutely not the case. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At the University of Mary, we are a whole university where the whole thing is deeply informed by Newman's ideal, uh, forming the whole person in light of truth of faith and reason. And so what the Catholic Studies program is, uh, are are those students and faculty uh, who just want to make this their absolute bread and butter and so then we exist in this beautiful synergistic relationship. So we have both uh, the Catholic Studies faculty, and then we also have the Catholic Studies fellows, and um, we're very close with um, faculty members in different programs and schools across the university. So here we have a very shared mindset, and so that means that it's, it's sort of like adding gasoline uh, 
or lighter fluid on top of the fire because the whole university is already kind of burning with this light. And we just have the privilege of being able to enter into this a bit more deeply and then kind of sharing our results and thoughts and and uh, and friendship across the whole university. So it leads to a very dynamic setup within the University of Mary. Yeah, you know, speaking to that, the, uh, the formation of the whole person, that's what I really appreciated about you, Mary, was I really felt like I could go have a career, you know, I, I might not be going into this field, but I, I could do Catholic studies and I could, yeah, I felt like I was really forming my whole self. Could you, could you maybe speak to, you know, like different students that, you know, they might not end up going into a career of philosophy or, you know, uh, religious education or something like that, but you can see that it's really played a huge factor in their lives after you marry, you know, whether they go on to different grad school or something like that. Could you speak to that? Yeah, so one of the things that we really strive for here in Catholic Studies and in the university in general is to provide our students with a vision of reality, of creation, of God, their relationship to God uh, and to creation. Where, where, do we, where do they fit in all of this? Um, and that is also meant to pair up with uh, another major, so a business major, an engineering major, health sciences major. Um, we want uh, people who are deeply formed in this Catholic vision of reality of themselves to go out uh, into the various um, careers, disciplines, arenas of work and action, and to bring that vision to that arena to help shape it uh, and to help transform it for Christ. Um, that's just, you know, that's our bread and butter, to, to steal Donnie's um, mm-hmm. phrase. That's really what we're aiming for. That's, that's what we want is... We don't want to turn out people who can only work in the church, although that's good and that's needed and that's very necessary. But our our sights are broader. We want we want the whole world. Mm-hmm. We want to raise the whole world to Christ, and that means every arena of work. Amen. Absolutely, and uh, it's been such a gift to talk to you guys. We have another fifteen minutes of talking with Doctor Broder and Doctor Bungham. Uh, we're going to take a short break, uh, but before we do, I want to encourage you guys to stay tuned because after this break. We're going to look at what is the Catholic imaginative vision. It's a loaded question, but we're going to try to skim that a little bit and then also look at what are some ways that we, as lay Catholics, can bring this to our community. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or 
make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we, we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of uh, our 9 o'clock half hour segment. Here we are on the line with uh, two of University of Mary's professors, Dr. Donnie Bungham and Dr. Ann Broder, and we are so grateful to have them here. Uh, it has been such a gift to chat with them this morning about the Catholic Studies program, about University of Mary, about the formation of the whole person. Uh, now, one thing uh, that I uh, was really kind of have started to dive into within the last two years, because I, I was actually finally able to define it. I know I've been diving into it like my whole life as I've been studying, but now it's kind of been defined for me just by uh, some things that I've dove into and read and then the Catholic Studies program. So the Catholic Imaginative Vision. And when I first heard that, I'm like, what is that? And so, <laughs> and then I like, it kind of clicked one day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I get it. So, uh, professors, if you were to kind of give like the short, I know it's a big answer, but the short answer of what is the Catholic and imaginative vision, what would you say? Well, um, I think the first thing I would say is that it is uh, a way of understanding reality, understanding the world around you um, in reference to God. So you're looking at the world as something created by God. You're looking at the human person as something created by God as good. Um, And so this uh, vision is a way of, it's kind of like a supernatural vision, a way of looking at the world, understanding its purpose and its end, understanding um, for what it was created for, and all of the kind of assumptions that that then stem from that key understanding of creation and the person. And so if we can um, look at the world around us and understand it um, in light of the incarnation, then that shapes everything. That shapes how we engage the people around us. That shapes how we engage our work, how we engage public policy. Um, and so it's not just, um, you know, uh, limited to, you know, say, um, you know, the Ten Commandments or a moral code, but it's a, a really a way of seeing and understanding the world, and the person in relation to the Incarnation. All right, I'm going to give this one a try. I'm going to go Dominican and then Franciscan on you. You ready? (laughs) Oh, here we go. Okay, so here's Dominican for you, and I'm going to go Latin. You all right with that? 
Dominus. Your Latin this summer. Oh, uh, uh, next summer, and I'm not doing Latin yet. Oh, okay. Next summer. Ready? Here we go. Oh boy. Exitus reditus. Oh, I agree. I I know this one. You wrote on this. I wrote on this one. This That's was right. my you paper last it. semester. You better know. It. <laughs> okay. Ex- I'm not going to quiz you on the radio. That would be All right. unkind. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> my okay. wife is listening. Exitus reditus. Oh. So this is this is a key idea for St. Thomas Aquinas. And the idea of exitus reditus is exitus, everything has come from God, reditus, mm-hmm. everything is going back to God. And so this is a vision of everything all at once. Everything that is has its source, has its origin in God, and there are so many beautiful things to think about, things in relation to their origin in God. So that's the sort of on the causal origin side. But then also there's a destiny here. Everything is going back towards God, and most especially human beings. And this broad structure of exitus reditus um, is the whole structuring principle for Aquinas' Summa Theologiae, and then it, it just shapes the whole Catholic mind of everything having a destiny towards God, that, that, that the world has already been saved, and that we are children in the Father's house um, who, who get to play, who get to serve, and who are taken care of within God's providence, leading all things sweetly and gently back to himself. So that's, that's what gives us our peace. You know, he comes at Easter and he says, peace be with you. That is the ground of our peace, is that he is at the origin of everything, and he's the end and the destiny of everything as well. So there's the Dominican. The Franciscan is seeing everything in the world as a narrative. So G.K. Chesterton writes a beautiful a biography uh, of St. Francis. And there he says St. Francis sees the world as kind of like a drama. He, he's sort of living within a play. So he said a bird is not just a bird. A bird is an arrow shot from someone and headed towards something. And so that there's, there's a mission and there's a reason for everything that goes on in reality, and it all comes from God. So we don't just see things as sort of random um, and purposeless. Rather, everything is just shot through with meaning. Uh, just like everything in a play or in a narrative is not just there, but it has some significance within the larger story. And that's part of what gave uh, St. Francis his joy in the world. Right. That means that we can look at the world around us. We can look at the people um, in front of us, uh, the tasks that have been given to us as being shot through with meaning. And that's one of the things that we're trying to inculcate in our students. You're made for something. Mm. You were made by a good God for some good, um, and, and to, 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 to enjoy God in heaven and, and to bring Him joy. And so that's one of the, the things that we're trying to impart in our students in the classroom, uh, through their readings, through their encounters with us outside of the classroom as well. Could you maybe speak to that as to, you know, uh, what kind of things you're doing in and out of the classroom to form that Catholic managed division at, you know, at Mary? Well, Donnie, Donnie is, is really good at this. He plays the ukulele, and he can, um, you know, sing about St. Thomas's Summa Theologiae with the ukulele, which is quite an accomplishment. But it, it, we do all sorts of things to try and bring home um, to students uh, that, you know, this idea that you're made for more. So uh, Dr. Bungham has done this wonderful job of um, creating something called the Afternoon Parlor, mm. where um, we bring students together. Um, to talk about difficult questions. Um, and so um, there will be a, a question that's posed. A professor will, um, will take a couple of minutes to answer it. 
Then uh, there are some students who can ask questions. The, the professor takes the questions and then um, integrates his responses into a final answer. And then our students get to do that, and that helps to refine their thinking about these, um, you know, sort of pesky moral questions or these big sort of uh, existential questions that they might have. They get to practice that so that when they go forth uh, into a high school or mm-hmm. they go forth into um, whatever um, work that they might be doing, they have that capacity to think clearly, to think carefully um, about these big questions in light of the incarnation and to provide to provide a, a, an answer. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a, just a blessing to do these things. I think we can also see what we're doing at the University of Mary as having sort of those explicit education going on, and then there's mm-hmm. sneaky implicit education going on at the same time. <laughs> so, so explicitly what's going on is in the afternoon parlor is we're doing this kind of disputatio sort of thing where the faculty and the students are sitting in the hot seat and they're taking qu- tough questions about life and culture in the world and, and thinking carefully and learning to sort of sharpen the tool of their mind. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening explicitly. But sneakily and implicitly, <laughs> what we're doing, and this is forming this Catholic imaginative vision, is giving them a taste for being together, thinking, and praying. And this is an image of the body of the Church gathering Mm -hmm. and being with each other, putting down their phones, (laughs) and spending time uh, doing those things that are intrinsically meaningful. So we're very formed by Joseph Pieper's Leisure, the Basis of Culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this idea is basically incarnated at our Catholic Studies event. Um, you know, and you could take a look at the epidemic of loneliness that's uh, happening across our country and in the West. Uh, and we are, we are just combating that, because we have ways of gathering actually outside of the classroom. Because, you know, inside the classroom mm-hmm. there's all these distractions of grades and what do I have to do for the final and all this sort of stuff. And our students still have to uh, struggle with that. But outside the classroom, we're still talking about the same principles and the same questions, but there's no grades, and we're doing this, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote, because it's fun, because this is what educated, faithful, interesting Catholic young people like to do. We're forming their taste to say, this is awesome, and this is the kind of thing that I want to do in my future with people. And that, I think, is really um, helping to build up their vision of, of what it means to exercise their faith, to take responsibility uh, for the um, building up of the minds and hearts of those around them. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that's really true about what we're doing here is that this is our understanding of education is that it's not mere information; it's actually deep formation, so that they can be transformed. And so, you know, we spend a lot of time with them inside and outside the classroom, forming them morally. And, and what do we mean by that? It's not just well, here, memorize the catechism. It's rather here, let's help you to grow in your, in your Catholic imaginative vision. Let's help you to grow in friendship, to see and recognize the good, the true, the beautiful, and to accord your life to it properly in the context of friendship inside and outside the classroom. Yeah, that's definitely one of my fondest memories of my undergrad time at Mary was those things like of great community gatherings they were ordered towards like that truth, beauty, and goodness. Like I think of the Vogue Jam every year; it comes by, and I'm like, I am not there, and I loved it, and I miss it because <laughs> we were fed by a great talk, and we celebrated great community. Because, like, 
it, it was phenomenal. Even just those little moments of walking to class with people and you're talking mm-hmm. about those things outside of class. So yeah, it definitely, you, Mary is doing a fantastic job of forming people. And, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't say enough good things about it. Uh, so we have about three minutes left before we got to go to our next hard break and say good two minutes left. Oh, I just heard the two minutes <laughs> in my ears, <laughs> two minutes left. Uh, and then so we have to go to our hard break and say goodbye to you guys. And so, uh, what, if you could leave us with anything about Catholic studies, about the University of Mary, what would you like to say to our listening audience uh, about those maybe considering you, Mary, or considering Catholic studies, or even just trying to live a life in the Catholic imaginative vision? Well, for those students who are thinking about next steps, who are thinking about where should I go to school, um, I think one of the things that the University of Mary offers you is this deep formation and this deep sense that you are made for more. Uh, you're made for more than just a career. Uh, you're made for more um, than to just be another cog in some sort of uh, economic machine. You're made for greatness. Uh, God put you on this earth for a purpose, for a purpose, to accomplish something for His good. Um, and the University of Mary is here to help you discern what that is. We're, help, we're here to help form you in, in whatever career you hope to go into, but you're going to get that education with that vision of, I am here to use this career, this job, this place where I'm at um, to uh, elevate um, to elevate the world to Christ, to lift the world to Christ, and to be a part and to participate in um, you know, in his vision of redemption, his work of redemption. And so we're here to help to give students a really deep understanding of, of who they are and what they're for, along with giving them an excellent education and training. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think um, what we do at the University of Mary applies to all of Catholic life, and we're deeply formed by our Benedictine heritage. And I think, uh, you know, three lessons that we get from them would be Pray, gather, and read. That's what Benedictines do. And whether you're here or whether you're living as a Catholic in the world, um, pray. It's utterly necessary. We can't have communion with, with Christ without it. Gather as church. Gather to, um, to build each other up, to serve one another. And then read. We have to have community with the saints throughout history to be formed by their minds. Um, we have to be like scholars who bring forth things old and new. And so we have to deeply study um, our tradition, our faith, reason, and it just makes life more interesting. It makes life more fun to Amen. continue to chew and meditate on what we've received. Absolutely. Yes, it does. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for being on today. Uh, truly edifying. Uh, I know for myself, I'm Agreed. sure Dominic, yeah, yep. incredibly edifying. And I yep. hope the listeners, too, could take something away, a little nugget away about uh, the way you ought to live. So pray gather and read. I like that little nugget there. So uh, thank you, Dr. Bungham and Dr. Brodeur, uh, for your great gift to us, to the church, and to the community of University of Mary. Uh, Have a wonderful uh, rest of your time of Easter and end of the school year, uh, and I look forward to seeing you guys in the future. All right. God bless. God bless you both. Thank you. Take care. All right, folks. Well, do not go anywhere. We've got a awesome last half hour here of our 10 o'clock show where we'll be on with Dave Vetch of the Aberdeen Catholic Foundation uh, of the wider uh, Catholic Community Foundation of Eastern South Dakota. We're going to talk about a great event uh, that is coming up in the Aberdeen area this June. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a minute. Live, engaging, and local. 
This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 